guys. Welcome to another episode of Cass and Bucky's Pivoting Adventures for Business. We're so glad you're here. We want to thank you for joining us for another Monday. This is episode 13. I thought you were leading this off. Yeah, I thought you were going to I thought you were going to lead off with th- asking me another question about the Oh, do you want me to lead off? Oh, yeah, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and lead off? Okay. Um I didn't prep any. Give me one second. Um That's okay. I'm totally going to include this in the beginning of the podcast. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey everyone, welcome back to Cass and Bucky's Pivoting Adventures. Last week we talked about career fairs and how do you go about planning for them? How do you go about actually networking at them? This week we're going to talk about some of the realizations I had while I was at the career fair. And what we really want to talk about today is how do you go about finding what type of career pivot you should make? Should you have a shotgun approach where you just try a bunch? Should you really just have one that you just obviously know is the right thing to do? Um, I think that's very rare, but giving a little bit of feedback off of my, uh, I guess you could call it adventure as we are having pivoting adventures down in Houston was that I went in shooting all over the place. I looked at a bunch of different types of jobs. I was not only different functionalities, I was different locations. I was different company types in terms of their ethos. So most companies have, um, Some of them are like a cult. Some of them are very corporate. Some of them just really don't care about anything. And you can even kind of pick that up in the recruiters sometimes. And so I was all over the place. And one of one of my big realizations while I was there was that I now know almost exactly what I want to do in my pivot. So my pivot started with going to get an MBA just because I knew that's what I needed to do in my next step. But now I kind of know where I want to go once I'm done. I think that was still up in the air that I could I could do anything with regards to jobs after an MBA. There's many different types of jobs you can have. But now I'm I'm very focused in the type of job that I want to I want to get. Yeah. So I want to cut you off there. I want to ask you, how did I mean, I think most people when they are trying to find out what they actually want to do, it takes a little more than just a, a weekend career fair so what exactly like what what was the thing that light bulb that went on for you to be like oh yeah no okay this is what I actually want to do yeah I I was lucky that it came in a weekend but I kind of prepared myself for that some people it takes them many different tries or some people just know but for me I went in saying I want to try everything and then making sure to record my thoughts and I think that's really I don't think I noticed it in the moment it was more coming back and reflecting on my time there, reflecting on the people that I met, the interactions that I had with all of these different companies and the people that work there. And so for me, it was really just documenting my experience. So it's not just going up, meeting people, trying to get a job. But when I was up there, as soon as I went away, taking down some notes on like, what were the people like? What was the company like? What is my feeling towards not only the position, but the company itself, towards the functionality? And then over time, I, I mean, you could easily see within my notes, there were some things that I just really didn't want to do. Like I would say for one, a lot of people were pushing me to go into consulting. And so I went and talked to a bunch of different consulting companies, absolutely hated talking with them. 
I've, I've no knocks on people that are in consulting, but for me, it's just not, it's not, it's not the ethos of a company or ethos of a, a job that I want to have. I don't, it's not the role that I thought I would play. Whereas right. when I was up there talking with companies that were involved in strategy or maybe involved in um, operational analytics, they're, the way the people talk, the way the people talked about the job, they talked about the company. It was something I totally thought I could fit in. That's, that's awesome. Uh, so I guess, did you have a list of things you wanted or ex- like, did you have a list of things that you wanted to actually look at? Or if you were talking to people saying like, these are, I, this is what I want to actually go for. Or you more open-ended of just like, I don't really know what I want. Uh, I just know, like, if I hear it, I know I don't want to do that. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's more interaction by interaction, right? I think some, some people's pivots will definitely be slower in the way they think about going about trying to find what they want to do next in their life. For me at this fair is easy to just go in with an open mind and if, things are going to work out, things are going to work out. And if not, there wasn't really any pressure for me, like we talked about last week of actually landing a job. So it was really just based on the interactions. And so for me, most of what I was trying to do was test people, test the waters, test the companies themselves. Do we have a good interaction? Um, and then, and then making sure that I wasn't missing something. Like if I went up to one company, thought I had a good interaction, but like something didn't feel right looping back around and talking to them again. And I, as much as this was at a career fair, I think you can do this with almost any type of pivot, right? As long as you take, take notes on what you're actually doing step-by-step in your pivots. Cause you never, you, it's rare that you do it all at once. You typically take little baby steps and make sure that you're always on the right path. Make sure to reflect while you're going through all those steps and make sure that not only you are okay, but if there's other people in your life that are involved as well, they're okay. I mean, one of the things I did uh, after the career fair for me was loop in with my two best friends that I am also in my MBA with. And so we all took notes together and then we compared and none of our notes matched up of what we liked, but we still had similar versions of the notes we were taking. So it's, it's good confirmation that I'm on the right track with what notes I took and now I can make informed decisions about what I want to do with the information I got. And so, I mean, it'd be really interesting because mine all happened in one moment. I know you cast, you've, you've started pivoting over like the last year or two. So for me, it'd be really interesting for you to let people know in terms of your shotgun approach, your shotgun approach has been a bit different. How would you describe your approach to trying many different things? Yeah. You mentioned uh, about taking little baby steps and kind of recording what you're doing as you go along. I think a lot of people may feel as though what they're doing now is just kind of how like they fell into it. It wasn't like a conscious decision. And I don't think most things that people do are a conscious decision, at least where they end up in the the five to 10 year range. You know, someone asks you, oh, what's your 10 year plan? You might have a plan, but if that goes according to what you're actually, you know, what actually ends up happening is I think it's much more rare. So for me, a lot of, a lot, I mean, it was a lot of that, you know, looking back at my career or just, you know, even back in high school, trying to get jobs and, and, and stuff. Um, 
I can think of people who spent a lot of time as servers and waitresses or waiters or busboys. And, and I, early on in getting jobs, tried to do that. It didn't work out. But on the flip side, I ended up in a space where I was doing more construction kind of work. I went and did bathymetry work. And I had other odd in kind of jobs that um, really were just a spawn, uh, be, really got them because of people I knew. And so really. So I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to jump in here. So we're talking about a whole bunch. Uh, you're going way back. And so no, this is from like way back. going way back, son, way back. This is like, I mean, you could talk about high school right now. But, I mean, I think a lot of people go through a lot of different jobs trying to find uh, what they're good at or, you know, maybe those are just like jobs that hold you over sometimes. I mean, some people make a career out of them and you have to kind of pivot your way through about what part of those careers you want to stay in. But for you, I don't know that you ever necessarily wanted to stay within those jobs, right? And so I would be interested in the, I know the last year or two, you've started to make really big uh, moves within your coding experience, which we've, we've, we've obviously talked about. So maybe not talk about necessarily um, like what you're physically doing, but kind of the thought process behind when you initially started, what was the, I mean, what, what, what was the thought was you were just, you did one thing and this, you knew like this was the thing, or you knew like this was a step that I need to take and maybe there's steps after this. And then kind of along the way, you're shooting out at different types of um, technical web development and coding opportunities? Yeah, I think that's a, obviously that's a great question. And I tying in what I was kind of, what I was bringing in from my past experience is that, uh, and, and this is, this is the model that I've, I've employed for the last few years, which is try everything. If you, you know, I, I was interested in a lot of different things. I didn't have that one standout which I don't think most people do, that one standout career path that you just absolutely have to take. I was interested in engineering. I was interested in coding. I was interested in filmmaking. I was interested in a lot of different things. Um, and what ended up working out is the direction, the path that I took. And it might not have been my first choice necessarily, but it's the door that opened up. And so where I'm at currently, um, what I've found, is my passion, which is coding. I wouldn't have gotten there had I not tried a bunch of different things. I've applied for all kinds of jobs. I've interviewed for all different types of jobs. I've interviewed for project management positions. I've interviewed for mechanical engineering positions. And, you know, nothing, nothing. I think it kind of goes back to you, Bucky, and just talking to people. And getting feedback and be like, whoa, yeah, no, I, that doesn't sound like me. That doesn't sound like I fit in there. My approach doing it outside the career fair is you have a friend or you know someone and you see a position that's available, you apply for it or you have an informational interview and you just gain information. A lot of the networking and pivoting points and suggestions that you make, Bucky, and that you employ in your career mostly is consuming information and as much detail about specific things as you possibly can. And by shotgunning, you really get a good take 
on a bunch of different career paths. And within that spectrum, you can find what's the most interesting things to you and pursue those. Yeah. I, yeah, that's a, that's a really great point, Cass. And I think let, let's kind of go back. You didn't explicitly say it, but you're talking about, you said it, you, I have a couple of lines here about like, one, you realize this is not what I fit into. Like maybe this world is not what I fit in with. Or you realize through like some of those networking informational interviews, just like on the side while you're going through your career path, you realize like maybe the grass is a little greener over here. But one of, you didn't explicitly say this, and I know I've had this in my own career, is you start realizing you're not succeeding to the level you thought you could. I mean, it's not necessarily failing. Some people definitely just like fail in jobs that they do and you just say, oh my gosh, that's a bummer. You definitely need to pivot and go do something else. But in terms of not being ex- successful as you could be, I think that's very clear. Um, I think it would be really cool since you've had such a step-by-step process. Mine's been kind of just like, you know, occasionally I have a couple beers with a bud, commit to something and like making a pivot like the next week. Yours has been much more thought driven. And so I'd be very interested to know in terms of when you're looking to make those incremental steps, is it because you think you've reached a plateau or is it because you, you maybe you think you're not succeeding to the level that you can, or maybe that you're failing in what you're currently doing? Maybe talk through those three different things um, in terms of your incremental steps. That's a really good question. Um, and a few things come to mind. One is a little bit of the not succeeding aspect. My current position, most of the people that, a lot of the people that I interact with have masters or PhDs. So they've spent a, an enormous amount of time learning sp- specific engineering principles that we use at my company. And that is discouraging. I'm, I'm not that old and I've, you know, there's definitely room to grow and, and things to learn, but not the feeling of not succeeding too is you have to play to your strengths. And so there's been a lot of self-reflection that I've done to really hone in, okay, where am I good and what, what qualities do I bring and how do I emphasize those? So, and then you want to pair that with something that you're really interested in doing. So that's really where, where I feel like, and it's not so much, you mentioned if you feel, if I feel plateaued or if someone felt plateaued, if that drives your trying to make a career change or improve your skills to something better. It's not so much plateauing rather than trying to pivot into something that you understand that you're good at. And and not only understand what you're good at, but also finding a niche of what value you can bring to a group or, or an organization that the that they don't necessarily have. I think in the past yeah. we've mentioned before, uh, you know, you can get a little lost in where you're working if you know if if you're surrounded and you're doing things that everyone else is already really good at, but you're not shining in that. It's not like the image on you is not going to be that great. And so I think a little bit of, of my pivoting or interest has, is driven by that aspect of it, that, you know, even though, even though other people might have more years of experience, 
and they're, you know, they should know more than you. There is that unspoken assumption or view that, you know, if you don't know as much as someone else, that can kind of hurt you in your career and progressing. So not necessarily plateau, but more maybe limited. And, and that being the driving force behind wanting to career pivot and also not just, just not wasting time. Like why, why would you spend so much time working at a job that you don't enjoy or you don't find very interesting? You have to do the work outside of that in order to pivot into something that you're really interested in. That's the end of this episode. Thanks so much for sticking around. You can always reach us at CassandBucky at gmail.com. Next episode is going to be a little treat for you guys. We're going to tell a bit of a story. So tune in on Thursday. Catch you then.